1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance and the USA Wealth Group alongside Phil Paleologos. Get your finances in order. Money Wise starts now. It certainly does. Good Sunday morning. I am so honored to be in the company of the Money Guys. This is plural, folks. Ray Lance, Pete Lance, good morning to you. Brought to you by USA Wealth Group. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, Peter. Pete. Pete, Pete. You never call me that, but I like it. You're the only one that calls me Peter. (laughs) Yep. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Money Wise. Welcome to Money Wise, everybody (laughs) listening this morning. We really appreciate your listenership every Sunday morning. Brought to you every week by USA Wealth Group. We are at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. We haven't been flying our flags for the last week or so because of the extreme weather we've had. They would have been ripped to shreds, so we took them down. But you know what I do when I put the flags back up again, Phil? What's that? After they're up, I stand at attention and I hand salute. Oh, beautiful. Yep, American flag. How beautiful And Marine Corps flag. That's the way you're supposed to do it. Yeah, that's the way you're supposed to do it. You know, it reminds me, during the Academy Awards, there was a Native American soldier who uh, was in Vietnam. Who, that, that, that was kind of like the same kind of honoring our sure. soldiers during the Academy Awards that I found quite inspiring. Well, I think it used to be something where they did not allow you uh, the, the etiquette, the flag etiquette, was that you could not salute the flag if you were in civilian attire or without a, uh, some type of a cap on. Oh. But Bush changed that, I think, in, what, 2002, 2003? Well, it's individual services. So some services do it. So I know the Army and the Navy, they salute. So when I go to some of the Masonic meetings I go to, for example, and we pledge allegiance to the flag right. at the beginning of every meeting, most of the people have their hand over their heart, as I do. But people who are in the Army and the Navy, they do a hand salute. But there's another reason that Marines don't hand salute indoors, right, Pete? What is that? Because their cover is off. Yeah, we don't have a hat on. We don't have a cover on indoors. Oh. And so Marines are not supposed to salute indoors because you don't wear a cover or a hat when you're indoors. And you don't salute unless you have your cover on, your hat Interesting. on. Interesting. So, hmm. Another part of the Marine Corps tradition, right, Pete? Yep, there's a lot of them. Already we learned something new today. Sure. Well, thank you for listening, and give us a call anytime at 508-998-8858. In a few minutes, we're going to tell you about some special events we have coming up. But I thought I'd start out today, Phil, uh, just telling a little story when I was young. When I was nine years old, I was in the largest single tornado to ever hit the Strait of Massachusetts. 1953, there were about 100 people killed in that storm. So think about when you hear on the news today, you know, people are killed in tornadoes down south, for example, and you might hear of a half a dozen or sometimes even more. But this took 100 lives in 1953. Yeah, in Worcester. In Worcester. There was no warning. My family was living in Great Brook Valley at the time. It was public housing. My dad was overseas serving in Korea in the Korean War. I think that was the Korean War. Um, It must have been in 1953. Um, But he was in Korea at that time, and we lost everything. We were homeless. Literally, all the glass windows broke in, and every piece of furniture we had was just totally impregnated with glass shards. All had to be thrown away. We lost everything. Uh, We ended up staying with my grandparents for a few months, 
But the Red Cross was very, very helpful to us at that time. So I've always been very fond of the American Red Cross yes. ever since then. Mm-hmm. What's the date of that? Was it in the summer or the fall? It was in uh, June. Yeah. June. Yeah, 1953. I, I don't remember the exact date. I will remember it because around that time, it's uncanny what your brain does to you. I can, when that date comes, I'm not consciously thinking about it. Yeah. But I'll start out my day in the morning. I'm feeling really uncomfortable and uneasy. Really? And then I will realize that's the date of the tornado. So your brain does amazing things, doesn't it? That's, that is very, very interesting. Mm. Yep. But I'll tell you what I saw that day hmm. because I will never forget it. And if you think that you don't, remember things at a young age you do remember things when they are very important yeah i was playing outside we had brick enclosures they were like little places where the trash containers trash cans were yeah and i was outside with my brother and my sister we had a babysitter that day and who took care of us after school my mother was working in downtown worcester and the sky got very still and it was very greenish and dark. And then it started to hail like crazy. And so we started to run indoors. And I turned around and looked as I was running towards the door. And I saw the metal trash cans being sucked out of this brick enclosure. Dear God. And it was that strong and that quick and that unpredictable. And we ran inside. And these were, um, as I said, it was public housing that we lived in at the time. And it was three-story brick buildings. And we raced upstairs. And as we got to the hallway, the babysitter is screaming for us to get inside into the apartment, into her apartment on the top floor. And I stopped to try to pull a window down in the hallway because it was starting to pelt rain at that point. Yeah. And the pressure of the air was so strong that I couldn't pull the window down. And I turned and I ran. And just as I ran and entered into the doorway, the window exploded the glass just exploded my goodness and then we ran quickly and she put us all behind a couch in the living room it was like kitty corner up against two walls and we were behind it and i can remember so vividly her just saying the rosary over oh and over and over again gosh june right. 9th june 9th thanks it says it happened over a three-day period this there was three days worth of uh, storms in that area from june 6th to the 9th there were storms in general, but this was a massive tornado that started out in the western part of the state. In Petersham, or that that area. Yep, came yep. across Petersham the, right here. Came huh? across the whole state. Petersham, yeah, yeah. Went across the whole state. It tore up Holy Cross College, Assumption College, Assumption got the worst College. of it. Uh, that's where it killed sixty people. Oh and my gosh! It was devastating. So, when the storm was over, we looked out the window, which had all been blown in. And we looked at the building right across the street from us, and the whole facade, the whole exterior had been just peeled right off, ripped right off. And it was like looking into the back of a dollhouse. There was no furniture or anything. Everything had been sucked right out of it. So vivid, vivid memories. But what made a big impression upon me later was that the fact that the American Red Cross came to our assistance. Mm -hmm. And I've never forgotten that. So that's always been a very important charity to me. Yes. And we've just donated some money even recently to that fine organization. And with these two nor'easters that just passed recently, you know, a lot of people's lives, nine people died. Mm-hmm. Nothing like the the, the uh, tornado. But no, but what you need to do always, today, 
you have warnings. We have warnings and weather reports. And if you see warnings and they tell you to take shelter, take shelter. Right. And don't take a chance. There were no warnings back then, of course, no mm. weather reports, nothing like that. You know what the green was that you were seeing in the blackened sky? No. That's all your vegetation, your leaves, the grasses that are sucked up, and it makes the sky look greenish with that black background. It's very, very scary. Well, it's almost like, you know, if you see one of Steven Spielberg's movies, was it Close Encounters, where they had these really weird skies and so forth. So sometimes when I see a sky like that, I just get like mm-hmm. the hair on my arm stands yep. up and sure. brings back all those memories. So. Wow. You've so. been through a lot. It was interesting. The beginning of War of the Worlds. Some, well, can I can I ask hopefully. a question? Sure. I'm sure your mother must have been beside herself in fear and uh, everything else, knowing that uh, she wasn't around you kids. Well, that was an interesting story because she missed her bus that day in downtown Worcester that went out to Great Brook Valley. So she got out of work, and um, I'm not sure if she got out of work early. I don't even know that, but. She went running down the street after her bus that was pulling away, and she missed her bus. And the bus arrived at Great Brook Valley, where we were, just at the time the tornado hit. And the bus went upside down. The driver was killed, and a number of people I were seriously injured. The bus went upside down. She would have. Yes, she would have, perhaps. She would have been on that bus. Oh, my gosh. So somebody was looking out for us that day. Indeed. Yes, indeed. And then here we are. Mm. So, interesting story. Take shelter when you need to take shelter, folks. And good morning, Peter. I've already said good morning. I know. I'm just saying good morning to you again. I have a new logo for you after that story. Okay. USA Wealth Group is your shelter from the storm. I like it. (laughs) I like it. Well, that's what we do. We try to protect people's money and protect people's families. There you go. um, I happen to think we do a pretty good job of it. So today we want to talk about Social Security, and I wonder how many people listening today are already receiving Social Security benefits, or you're planning to retire soon, or maybe in a couple of years, and you're wondering, what's the best time for me to take Social Security? Well, the first thing you ought to do is to get some proper information. Right, Pete? Absolutely, and uh, we like to make sure that we make a... uh a notice of this uh, at least once every half of the uh, shows. We have some informational seminars coming up on uh, March 13th, March 15th, March 17th, and March 20th. <clears throat> it's all about Social Security basics, retirement income tips, and estate and trust planning. Usually we do seminars that are more uh, focused with Lance Law. This one is going to be more focused with USA Wealth Group with Lance Law coming at the end. And the seminars, again, are going to uh, start on March 13th, Tuesday, at the Southworth Library on Dartmouth Street in Dartmouth. Uh, Thursday, March 15th, at the Century House in Akushnet on Main Street. March 17th, which is St. Patrick's Day, in the morning at Lance Law, that's at the office on 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. And then Tuesday, March 20th, in the evening at Whites of Westport State Road in Westport. Uh, We definitely recommend that you make a reservation. Uh, These do fill up, and they fill up fast. We actually uh, tell people often that they cannot attend because we're at capacity. So please make a reservation. 
And if you're listening today, ladies and gentlemen, you are personally invited to attend one of these seminars. I will tell you that we've sent out uh, some printed notices and invitations to people as well. And they've been out now for about a week, and we've had a very good response already of people signing up for the conferences. So some of them, especially the one at our office, will fill up and will reach capacity. Yeah, the capacity there is you know, 18, 20 people, absolute max. So, mm-hmm. so these begin this coming Tuesday, March 13th. You know, the other interesting thing, Phil, is that these workshops and seminars are happening during St. Patrick's Week. Yes, hey. So <laughs> You have a little limerick for us? We're going to have some St. Patrick's Day surprises. So when we were looking at this, I was thinking... Hmm, let's see. The Century House, I guess they have alcohol drinks there. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's too bad the one on St. Patrick's Day is at the office because we don't have a liquor license. Otherwise, we could have some Irish um, coffee. Well, that's also in the morning, so... Exactly, Irish coffee. <laughs> well, that's true, Irish coffee. And then uh, White's, is, of course, they have um, a, a bar there also. So we're going to toast St. Patrick's, I think. You know what? You're going to save people green money. That's what you're going to do to there do at these go. free seminars. <laughs> well, gosh, there's so much to tell you about Social Security. We're going to give you a little bit of information about that today because 20,000 regulations dealing with Social Security, it's really not as simple as people think. And the decisions you make, the timing you make, uh, timing decisions you make about when to start Uh, makes a big difference in how much money you're going to earn. But we can do this a little scientifically, too, can't we, Pete? Yeah, absolutely. We have um, all kinds of advice and information and software at our fingertips. You know, I happen to listen to, um, oh gosh, who's the radio show host who's on in the afternoon on WBSM during the week? Howie Carr. Howie Carr. Mm -hmm. I was listening to him very recently, just before... um, just a few days ago, mm-hmm. and he was on a major rant, and I was very tuned in. I don't often get a chance to listen to the show. He was talking about Social Security, and he was saying, why is it fair that because he happens to make more money, he doesn't get credit for the Social Security that he paid in, and Social Security actually is reduced because you end up paying more money for Medicare insurance if you are in a higher income capacity or bracket. Um, so right now, for example, if you get Social Security and you're also over 65 and you're getting Medicare, or Medicare for health insurance, yes. but you're still working, yeah. if your income happens to be high, they're going to whack you more for paying for Medicare insurance, and they do it by taking the money out of your Social Security check. Is that how they do it? That's okay. how they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen that a number of times. There's a lot of unfairness in the program in yeah. general. Yeah. And one of the big things that I have talked about even recently is the fact that if you were a teacher in Massachusetts and maybe you had another job for a while where you paid into the Social Security program or certain government workers and you've got government pensions, mm-hmm. um, but perhaps you paid into Social Security. There are government pension offsets and other offsets that can... Windfall elimination provision, WEP. WEP, windfall elimination provision. And what that means is that even though you paid into the Social Security program, 
money that was deducted from your salary, you may not collect Social Security at all, or if you do, it's going to be a very reduced amount. Uh, well, it depends on the size of the pension. I'm actually the one that does the Social Security calculations most of the time, um, and I can give very detailed calculations based on whether you have a pension or not. Uh, but there is an offset if you have a traditional uh, pension with uh, you know, a teacher's pension or, as my father said, a, uh, some type of government work. Um, it's going to be certainly reduced. It might not be greatly reduced. It really depends on how much you paid into Social Security and what your pension amount is. The other thing I'll tell you is that uh, it's one of the questions that we get asked the most is, can you run a Social Security calculation for me? The answer and is yes. when should I start taking Social Security? Um, so that's a, a huge part of what we do. And uh, we can give very detailed information. Uh, you just bring in your Social Security statement. Uh, they don't mail them anymore, but we can show you how to get them online. Uh, you print it out, or we do that for you if you can't. And I can tell you exactly what you're going to receive based on what retirement date you select. And I enter all that into the calculator and pops out a number as to what you're going to receive. Well, um, Social Security is a serious concern for a lot of people. Here's some of the questions we want to try to cover today and answer. Will Social Security be there for me? How much can I expect to receive? When should I apply for Social Security? How can I maximize my benefits? And will Social Security be enough to live on in retirement by itself? And we've got some interesting fact sheets directly from the Social Security Administration. They do a report every year. Here's some interesting things that you may want to know. In 2018, this year, about 63 million Americans will receive approximately $1 trillion in Social Security benefits. It's a major expenditure of the federal government. And retired workers, uh, about 42 million retired workers, about 3 million dependents of retired workers. For disabled workers, it's about 8.8 .8 million, and their dependents are 1.8 million. Then you've got survivor benefits, about 6 million people. And not to bombard you with numbers, but a lot of people don't realize that Social Security uh, can potentially be one of their largest assets. A lot of people don't realize that. But if you have a monthly benefit of $2,000 today and you live 10 more years, that total benefit is going to be $300,000. So that's a huge amount. Uh, if you live 20 more years, you'll receive $659,000. And then 30 more years, it's $1.1 million. So it can be a huge asset based on when you take it and when you, uh, how long you receive it before you pass away. And here's a really important problem that we have. Will Social Security run out of money? The short answer is yes unless the government does something else to fix it. Right now, it's a broken program, and the main reason is that we're all living longer. So back in 1940, uh, if you were 65 years old and you retired and took Social Security, you were going to live about 14 years. Today, it's more than 20 years beyond age 65 is the average life expectancy. Right now, and this is a really important uh, thing to tell you, for every person receiving a Social Security benefit, there are 2.8 workers working and still paying into the system to help support that person who's retired. By 2035, which isn't that far from now, there will be 2.2 .2 workers working 
for each beneficiary. But the good thing is that uh, as of the end of this past year, December 31st, 2017, there was still a balance of $2.89 trillion, and there was actually an increase in assets over the course of 2017 of $44 billion. But can I tell you, Pete, that that money does not exist? Well, I mean, that's... It's a paper adjustment. IOU. It's an IOU. Long ago, our federal government borrowed all the money out of the Social Security Administration to use for general revenue purposes. So it's, it's... as Howie Carr said the other day, it's the biggest Ponzi scheme that we've ever had in America. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, yeah, the people who are working are really supporting the people who are retired. Exactly. So give thanks to a worker. <laughs> I guess is the short thing to tell you. Well, it's like I said a few weeks ago, you know, the government and the politicians, if you lie to the government, it's fraud. If the government lies to you or the feds or the politicians, I should say, lie to you, it's politics. It's campaigning. <laughs> yeah, right. I like that. Yes. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Well, when you think of Social Security, ladies and gentlemen, uh, don't think of it as a monthly check. Think of it as the biggest asset that most of you have. If you add up all the value and project the value of all the benefits that you're going to receive over your anticipated life expectancy, it's the largest single asset that most everybody has. And one of the things that they will probably do to um, offset the... Uh, 2035 deadline for running out of money is increase the uh, age of retirement again. They've mm-hmm. increased it to 66. When was that done? 15 years ago or so? Probably, yep. And about that time. Thinking about increasing the retirement age, uh, the maximum. Uh, well, it will happen. Right now it's between 65 and 67. I think if you were born before 1938, uh, age 65 is the full retirement age. And then as you get older, the age. For most people, most baby boomers is around 66. Yes. If you're a little younger, it's going to be 67. It goes up by monthly gradations. Mm-hmm. Do you know how you live longer, Peter? Um, stay married? No, that's not an answer. <laughs> well, actually, it's, it is it an is answer. True. It is true. <laughs> married people live longer. I'm not sure what the real reason for that is. Because the wife keeps nagging the husband to go to the doctor. That might be. It's well, true. It probably is partially true. No, she keeps encouraging him to go to the doctor, not well, nagging. Well, because men are stubborn, and they say, no, I'm fine. I don't need to go to the doctor, and it's true. I well, read I, that somewhere years ago. I suppose it's true that men are more stubborn. Oh, yeah. And I suppose it's true that women – oh, never mind. We won't go there. Well, the secret of staying young is to live honestly, eat slowly, and lie about your age. It was Lucille Ball. <laughs> So, I loved you? her. I love Lucy. I liked her. Baba yeah, Lou. She, she was good. <laughs> well, let's talk about Social Security. So, if you let me give you an example. If your monthly Social Security benefit today is two thousand dollars, and you're going to live, I just did that. I just said those exact same numbers. Oh, I'm I know you're we reading something else. Uh, no, I thought you had a different set of sheets than I did. No, nope, I was saying what the uh, the maximum benefit would be if you lived 10 more years, 20 more years, and 30 more years. Oh, okay. I was probably looking ahead, wasn't I, Pete? You were. I do the same thing. <laughs> I, and I realize it. Well, anyway, yes, technically the old age in Social Security Disability Income Fund Trust Fund is still growing, but the money doesn't really exist. It's a paper projection only. So some of the things they're talking about changing, Phil, are increasing the age for full retirement from age 67 to 68. Right. Um, 
they are making people who make higher money, higher incomes now contribute more. They periodically increase the amount of money that you earn and you must still pay into Social Security. Yes. And so that changes every single year. And I know that we've definitely mentioned this before, but uh, most people, once they hit that minimum retirement age and they can start collecting Social Security, think, oh, I want to take it without realizing that maybe if they tap into some other assets first, it might be worthwhile to delay um, applying for your benefits because especially if you have a longevity in your family, um, it would be very much worthwhile if you can afford to do so to delay it because every year you gain uh, 8% on your benefits, up to 32%. Yeah, and one of the other things that Howie Carr was talking about the other day or yelling about was more accurate, was means testing. Means testing means when you go to collect Social Security, if you have a lot of other income and pensions and so forth, maybe you shouldn't be collecting Social Security or you shouldn't be collecting as much or there should be an offset. Or the same thing for Medicare, which partially exists right now. Yes. So is it fair when you pay into a system and it's deducted from your pay, it's your investment, is it fair that you're not allowed to collect that money later. That's going to be a question we're going to answer increasingly. Mm -hmm. So we're going to come back in just a moment and continue this discussion about Social Security and ways that you can make money, ways that you can lose your benefits. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Welcome back to Money Wise, ladies and gentlemen. Good Sunday morning to you all. I hope you're having a good Sunday today and that you'll have an even better Sunday learning some of the information about Social Security and retirement income. I have always said that there's nothing more important when you're thinking about planning for retirement that you must make sure you have enough income to live on. Yes. Assets are important, but you need to be thinking about how do you perhaps convert some of those assets into income. And do you have a budget for retirement so that you know how much money you need to live on? And then how do we translate all that into making sure you're not going to outlive your money? Because you don't want to have to go move in with children unless you really have to. And there are people like that. My my own mother lived with me for 16 years mm-hmm. before she yeah. passed away. Yeah. And, you know, I was blessed to have her there, weren't we, Pete? Absolutely. Uh I'm thinking, as you're saying that, that it wasn't a bad thing. I loved having her there. Yep, she kept tabs on you, didn't she? She did, but in a good way. She was wonderful. She she was, uh, I see a lot of my daughter in your mom, in mm. my nana. I really do. Mm-hmm. Both just joyful, um, always positive people. Yes. Out there to compliment other people and, and make other people happy. But what did she do when you left for school and came home from school? Notoriously, without fail, no matter what time it was uh, in the morning or at night, whenever I came or went, no matter the weather, she was always at her storm door. She would open up the main door and stand there at the st- in the storm door and wave at me when oh, every single time when I would goodness. go off to go every to day. school. Every day. Oh, my God. That was part of her life, but it was also part of your life, wasn't it, Pete? Wow. Yeah, Absolutely. And there were some times where, you know, you're in a bad mood and you're, you're going to leave and you're like, yeah, yeah, and you sort of just give a half a wave. And then, you know, other days you think, God, she's such a wonderful person. And then when she's gone, you realize that was one of the most special times in your life. That's great. Yes, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you about a special time in your lives, ladies and gentlemen. You are particularly invited to attend a very special event put on by USA Wealth Group in Lance Law. 
Tuesday, March 13th at 5.30 at the Southworth Library in Dartmouth. We're going to be doing a program called How to Protect Your Family and Your Money. And we're going to be discussing Social Security basics, retirement income tips, how to have more income, and estate and trust planning. It's going to be a joint presentation by USA Wealth Group and attorney Michael Coleman and attorney Tenny Lance from the Lance Law, Inc. law firm. It's also going to be at the Century House on Thursday, March 15th, afternoon and evening, 2 o'clock and 6.30. And then again at the offices of the law firm on Saturday, March 17th, 10 o'clock in the morning. Very limited seating at that location. And then lastly, on Tuesday, March 20, 6.30 at night at Whites of Westport. There'll be lots of goodies and there'll be some celebration of St. Patrick's Day going on during that time. Now, we'd like to have you come. If you'd like to come, we do ask if you make a reservation, please. Call the number at 508-998-8800. They would be thrilled to make a reservation. And we would be excited to see you. We're going to have a lot of fun. You're going to learn a lot of things. You're going to walk out with some interesting brochures, including the Baby Boomer's Guide to Social Security. Mm -hmm. Uh, There'll be other information available about IRA planning and how to cut college costs. So it's a good opportunity to do a check on your own plans for retirement. And as a special surprise, you'll be wearing a leprechaun hat and pouring Irish coffee in the back of the room. You know, I might do something like that. I did that once. I showed up in a long-tailed tuxedo with a top hat, (laughs) and I didn't tell Tenny I was doing that. And it was at our office, so there wasn't a huge audience at the time. And I had snuck the stuff in, and I was going on at the end. I didn't tell her. And when it was my turn to speak, I walked around the corner wearing that, and she says, oh, my God. <laughs> One of the things that I definitely got from you is no shame, uh, because I will put a silly outfit on to even just get one smile out of someone. <laughs> That's all right. That's but you know neat. the funny thing is people still talk about that see? in the office. That's right. So maybe we'll do something special, Pete. Maybe we'll wear leprechaun hats or... You ought to get some of those chocolates that are in the gold foil that look like coins like you have here in your uh, photograph, the there, pot of gold. There will be surprises. Oh, good. We do even better. We get nice uh, handmade chocolates. <gasps> so there will be some surprises. Ooh. We invite you to come. Nice. Pete, let's come back and talk about Social Security. There is so much to talk about. We're going to show it in a more succinct version when we do it at the uh, presentation. Yeah, We're going to have that- slides as well. Another thing that we uh, always get asked or or maybe people aren't aware of and we let them know is that there are spousal benefits for Social Security. So if someone has not worked a whole lot uh, and their spouse maybe did uh, work a lot more and their benefit, so say the spouse's benefit is $2,000 a month and the other spouse didn't work a lot and their benefit is $500 a month, you can actually take a claim off of your spouse and earn half of that benefit. So if your spouse is earning $2,000 a month, you can earn $1,000 a month, which would be $500 more than your own benefit. That's where the money came from. (laughs) That's how they're paying for that. Howie Carr, you just got your answer. That's absolutely part of it, without (laughs) question. I mean, it's generous in that respect. But by the way, sometimes if you're getting spousal benefits and then you know, your spouse dies, and so fine, you're collecting those benefits until the time when you want to take your own, and you can determine which is going to be larger for you. We can help you do that. 
The one thing you can't do is go out and get remarried. What do you mean? Because you can lose your spousal benefits immediately. Oh, isn't that interesting? Yep. So it's called the high cost of marriage. <laughs> if you think the cost of divorce is high, well, sometimes the cost of remarriage can be high also. But you can also collect off of your ex-spouse if you are divorced, if you were married for more than 10 years. Yeah, so the, the strong <laughs> advice that we always give, ladies and gentlemen, is that if you're in a situation when you're thinking about getting remarried, Make sure you examine the Social Security account of the person you're planning to get remarried to and always marry up. And that's an easy conversation, folks. So That's an easy one. Huh? <laughs> Pete, you need to Google. You're a, you love old records, right? Google the old hit. It's cheaper to keep her. <laughs> is that the name of a song? I think che- it probably yeah. is. Cheaper to keep her. It is hilarious. Well... I don't know about you, Phil, but I'm so old they've canceled my blood type. <laughs> that's not original. That's Bob Hope. <laughs> Get him. <laughs> no, uh, but it is true. Um, we have to think about a lot of different things as we get older, mm-hmm. don't we? What was that George Carlin quote that you were talking about on the way here? Oh, I, do you want me to really say that again? <laughs> that's far more vanilla than a lot of other things that you've said on the radio before. <laughs> I love George Carlin. He said... Do you suppose infants enjoy infancy as much as adults enjoy adultery? <laughs> I know it. That was great. He had a great way to, of playing with words, didn't yes, he? Yes, he did. Yep. Perfect. Well, Perfect words. So I'll give you one more. There's a guy named John Mendoza who said, You know you're getting old when you can pinch an inch on your forehead. <laughs> Never mind on your waist. I know it. <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, let's move along. So I want to just come back real quickly and say it's not likely that Social Security is going to go away, but it, it will become insolvent. And Congress and whoever's president is going to have to bite the bullet and do something to further fund monies to take care of Social Security. And knowing our government, they'll probably do it in 2034. They'll wait until the very last minute <laughs> to do that. Um, but – we cannot continue with a massive deficit the way we have in the country right now. What is it, like $19 trillion right now? More. Yeah. Is it even more than that? Yes. It's, uh, I mean, it's an incomprehensible number. And it's That's not so just the Republicans. It's not no. just the president. It's no. the Democrats, the Republicans. They all need to have a better sense of responsibility of how we're going to pay for all that we're and Ray, charging. You're, you read the Wall Street Journal every day. I do. I'm very concerned about, in the future, automation replacing workers who were contributing to Social Security. These robots aren't, right? Right. And the robots are not going to pay into Social Security, are they? No. That's right. No, it is a serious issue. Sure. And other countries have experienced similar problems. Uh, look at some of the Scandinavian countries, for example, where they pay 30 40 percent of their income More. as taxes. Yes. And they're paying it to support other people. China is going to have a major problem. They, I mean, in India, but especially China. We think that China is this up-and-coming country. They're going to have massive problems financially. Yes, they are. But right now, let's focus on our own. Actually, so, it's just under $20 trillion. So we're not over the $20 trillion mark, at least. Oh, that's good. I'm glad yeah. to hear yeah, that. Yeah, we're, we're in good shape. Good. <laughs> so here's what's going to happen. We will see increases in Medicare insurance. We have to. Yeah. We're going to we're going to no, see increases in right. taxes at some point. We have to. 
You know, it's politics to lower the taxes and everybody gets excited for a couple of years. Remember, these individual tax cuts are temporary. They're right. going to expire in five years. Mm -hmm. And when you need money and when you want to continue to keep people on Medicare and get Medicare benefits and Social Security, here's the question everybody listening should be asking themselves. Do you think it's likely in the future that taxes will go down, stay the same, or go up? Go up. Absolutely. And so when you plan your retirement, you need to plan for that. You need to make sure that your money is going to have built-in inflation adjusters and things of that nature. You need to work longer. People are going to continue to work longer and work longer because right. they have no choice. They can't afford to retire. Um, how do we calculate Social Security benefits? It's a 35-year average history. It's the highest 35 years of earnings. So what if you have worked 32 years and you're thinking, it's time for me to retire? One strategy, one very specific strategy is maybe you want to work for another three years. Mm -hmm. So you'll have a higher 35-year average because presumably the last few years of your life, you're going to be at your higher earning status. Right. So if you can work the extra three years, you know, even if you work until 70 or whatever the age happens to be, um, you're going to have a higher amount of money going in and your overall average is going to be increased. And they adjust this every year, Ray? Um, the, um, when you go to retire, they will look at what your overall average is. It's okay. a fairly complicated formula. I don't even like to talk about it to people because it's, it's just impossible. Right. They look at your age that you apply. Um, they look at your full retirement age. One of the magic things, one of the magic definitions is FRA, full retirement age. So let's assume it's 66 for most people. Yes. That's a very important age. If you can wait until that age, then you're going to get more money in Social Security. That's what they factor all the formulas on. If you retire at age 62, you're going to get about 25% less than you will at age 66. Mm -hmm. And that's for life. You start out at a lower amount that's 25% lower, and you're going to be at a lower amount for the rest of your life. You used to be able to change your mind if you applied to start receiving your benefits. You could say, oh, no, I decide I don't want to do that, but you can't do that anymore. So once you decide that you're, you're in, you're locked in. I see. So we've actually got charts that can show that because sometimes people will say, well, give me some numbers. So we can actually show that on charts. At age 63, uh, you get 80%. At age 64, you get 86% and so forth right. of the amount you would get at full retirement age. That full retirement age definition is really important. And you can also earn delayed credits after full retirement age, which is 66, all the way up until age 70. You cannot delay beyond age 70. And again, a, a big uh, there's a lot of questions when it comes to determining whether you want to start receiving your benefits now or at a later date. And you know, some of the factors that you have to think about are your current health, your life expectancy based on your current health, and you know, your family's uh, health history. Your need for income if you are really short every month and you're already 62 and you have no other assets to tap into, you might need to uh, apply at 62 and not wait. Uh, it also depends on whether you uh, plan on continuing to work or not. And then also your survivor needs, you know, your spouse, um, what are they going to need? But the important thing to remember is that 
you can do two things. One, you can go into socialsecurity.gov and you can look at your earnings and you always want to double check your earnings. We'll talk more about that on another occasion. But just as importantly, if you are questioning how much would you get at 62 versus 66 versus 70, and how long would you have to live before you make up that difference mm -hmm. from not collecting at an earlier age, Peter can put all that right into the software, into the computer, and tell you if you wait until 66 instead of 62, you have to live until age, let's just say 85, before you'll make up the difference that you didn't get from age 62 to age 66. Gotcha. And I can do it as detailed as, you know, I'm 64 right now. I want to retire when I am 66 and six months old, or I want to retire in March of 2020. Uh, I can do it as specific as, you know, the current month and the current year that you, um, you know, are, are currently thinking about retiring in. Mm -hmm. So I want to give you a, an important quotation from a very famous French actor and mm -hmm. dancer mm -hmm. uh, with the name Maurice. Maurice. Chevalier. Chevalier. Old age is not so bad when you consider the alternative. Yes, that's right. I always wondered who made that <laughs> comment, because I use it once in a while. Yeah, right. You know, it's tough getting old, yeah, but it sure beats the alternative. <laughs> that was Maurice Chevalier. I did not know it. Yep. I loved him. Yeah, he was good. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Yes. Thank heaven for little girls. Always. <laughs> did, he, did he say always after that? No, I said always. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Peter's rolling his eyeballs again. Oh, that was one of his songs, Peter. Uh, okay. Uh. <laughs> no, there was a song, Thank Heaven for Little Girls. And he sang it. Oh, yes. They should have a camera on me in here. And Come the on, amount Phil. of times I roll my eyes. Thank, Thank heaven for little, little girls. I do. <laughs> I'm out of here. Now, <laughs> today, that is politically incorrect. You have to be. That's right. You can't even. Especially in Hollywood. <laughs> So here's a way you can estimate your own Social Security benefits, ladies and gentlemen. You can go into www.socialsecurity.gov slash mystatement. And we'll be happy to provide this for you. We can help you do this as well. And there are so many strategies. Peter was talking earlier about spousal benefits. You know, one of the most important reasons that men in particular need to be careful about when they elect to take their Social Security benefits, because if they're married and if their benefit is greater than their spouse, their wife, if they take it early, they're going to be saddling their wife with a lower benefit for the rest of her life. Did you say straddling? Oh, saddling. Saddling. Okay. No, 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 no. No, I wasn't making a fresh remark. I wasn't. So typically what happens in this country is that men die before women do. Right. Do you know why, Pete? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because they want to. <laughs> uh, we're going to all be in a lot of trouble when we get home. <laughs> no, statistically, uh, men tend to die before women do. Women take better care of themselves. Women have better longevity genes. I don't know what the reason is. Right. Um, Women do typically take better care of themselves. Yeah, they do. Less, less smokers, less drinkers, you know, and again, when a woman has, uh, you know, some health issue going on, they go and see the doctor. Men are stubborn and say, yeah, it'll work itself out. Mm -hmm. right. So it's also true in this country that men typically have been the higher paid wage earners, and therefore yeah. they put more money into Social Security. So if they both retired at exactly the same age of 66, let's say, 
the husband's Social Security check is usually going to be greater than his wife's. Not always. We've had many situations when that has not been the case. But if the husband says, hey, I'm going to retire at 62 and take Social Security at 62, he's going to be saddled with, there's that word again, he's going to be stuck with a 25% lesser amount than he would have gotten at age 66. And if he dies before she does, uh, she will now get the larger of the two checks, but it's going to be a smaller amount than if he had waited until age 66. So it's not just about the husband taking Social Security at 62. You really need to think about the fact that if you're married, you've got a spouse coming behind, you want to leave the largest amount possible for your surviving spouse. And our listeners ought to be aware of this, folks. Why navigate all this by yourself? And you'll have questions if you do. Let the professionals help guide you at USA Wealth Group. Yeah, we don't charge anything to sit Nothing, and, right. and, and talk with us. Well, the fact is that um, a lot of people get it wrong. It's somewhere between 40 and 50% of people collect at age 62. And the worst thing you can do is to collect at 62 and continue to work. Because now if you... Um, I've got an actual chart that shows the amount. It's around $14,700. Actually, I may have the exact amount. If you... Re, uh, retire at 62 and take Social Security, or rather, if you continue to work after 62 and you don't wait until 66, uh, there's a particular number I'm looking for as we talk. I'll find it in a minute. Uh, it's actually on a little brochure, but this is a lengthy brochure. It's a trifold brochure, glossy, um, double-sided, so it's really six pages long of really fine print. And yours free, by the way, if you just go by or ask for it at USA Wealth Group. Well, the bottom line is that if you continue to work and you take Social Security at 62 and you're making more than roughly $15,000 a year for every dollar over the 15000 uh, every $2 you make over the 15000 they're going to take back $1 out of your Social Security check. Ouch. So you really have shot yourself in the foot twice. Ah, of course. You started too early, and you're going to lose some of your benefits. Yes, absolutely. So make sure you get some analysis done. What happens if you started taking at age 62, you're still working, and then maybe you hear this radio show, and suddenly you realize, maybe I made a mistake. Within a year, you can correct that mistake. So if you're in that category, get some advice right away. Come in and see us immediately. That's right. But there are some ways you can raise your Social Security benefit. We're going to talk about that more at the workshops that we do. There are cost of living increases. I think that in 2015, there was a zero cost of living increase because it's tied to the inflation rate and there was no increase in inflation. In 2016, it went up by a very small percentage, and the the amount that it increased was taken away by an increase in Medicare health insurance. Isn't it always? So it was a 0% increase. Mm -hmm. And we have approximately a 2% increase um, right now for the year 2018. But there are costs offsetting that as well. Yes, there are. So what I'd like to do today is to tell you that there are many more topics we're going to continue to talk about. We're going to talk about, on another time, another show, spousal benefits, rules for divorced spouses. We're going to talk about what happens if you claim later. 
And we're going to talk about how you can tie in Social Security claiming with how you maintain your IRAs, for example. That's right. So here's my special invitation to everybody listening today. Come and get more detailed information, Mm -hmm. a very good program on how to protect your family and your money, Social Security basics, retirement income tips, and estate and trust planning. Tuesday, March 13th, Thursday, March 15th, Saturday, March 17th, Tuesday, March 20th. Call the office, 508-998-8858, and they'll give you all the specifics and tell me you'd like to attend one of these free workshops and make a reservation. We'd be happy to do that for you. Well worth your time, folks. I guarantee it. Promise. So what I want to leave you with today, ladies and gentlemen, is if you're worried about running out of money in retirement, whether you have started Social Security or haven't started yet, give us a call, schedule a free consultation, 508-998-8858. Certainly make a reservation to come to one of our seminars. We're going to have a lot of information to pass out on those events and a lot of information to share with you. You'll be able to ask questions perhaps about your own particular concerns. Give us a call. We're here only to help you. And thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We'll see you real soon next week on the radio. 